to uh, what's probably going to be a pretty interesting episode of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dave Melton, the site manager for Second City Hockey. You can find me on Twitter at DMelt57. And uh, let's just bring in the group to get to get right into what all we're going to talk about this evening. Up first, the analytics darling of Second City Hockey on Twitter at Jehovah's Witness, Shepard Price. What's up? Uh, your kid is relieving their stress with uh, tattoo appointments because I have two. In, in the next two weeks and there also go. just got just got uh, an Illinois tattoo on my shoulder. So I am just that's that's my way of easing stress right now. now. So you've already had one where like what's the uh, what's the location you're getting these next two on uh, <clears throat> forearm, but like the underside of the forearm. OK, that, um, that, that, one near the ri- one near the wrist, one near the elbow and mm-hmm. then um, on the heart. Ooh, okay. I I feel like the elbow one might sting because I, I my general I don't I only have one tattoo but and it's on the pretty fatty part of the leg. My understanding is that wherever you get it, where there's like a minimal area between skin and bone, those are the ones that tend to hurt yeah. the most. So I'm elbow seems for, awful. <laughs> I'm I'm fully prepared for these two to be bastards. Um, <laughs> Because I just the Illinois one was relaxing, but that's because like I have some muscle there and also some fat there, and I was like, oh, that's fine. These two, like that's what I'm, like the one on the wrist is going to be right on the vein, I think. Ooh, yeah. Well, have have fun have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, but better you than me, I suppose. Uh, also, with this this evening, he is the second city hockey. What Dustin Kenser is to thrice, he's on Twitter at mill one eighty two. It's Mill Savage. I know you had to get that one in, but I don't think I could ever be as important to anything as Dustin Country is to thrice. So uh, thank you uh, for that, Dave. I appreciate that. You're welcome. You are the artist in the ambulance mill. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Goat band and goat record. <laughs> Absolutely. So, also, so thank you. they just announced a, a 20 year anniversary tour in Australia in September. So sure. I'm assuming Great. they're going to bring that album to the States and, uh, talk already talked with friend of the show Lewis. I think we're just we're just gonna have to go to that show. Well, also, I'll be there with you, and I will be like going crazy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Also, I should mention friend of the show Jimmy will also be with us there, so we could uh, we can hang out there just like we did for the AEW house uh, party a few months you, ago. You might see me kick my own ass if they play that whole record. <laughs> what does it look like I'm doing? Kicking yeah. my ass. Oh God, Do you mind? You got a Jim Carrey quote in already. Yeah, Thank all God. right. <laughs> the goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> also, this this evening, she's not on Twitter, but you can find her at secondcityhockey.com under the name LBR, where she is the Second City Hockey Bull and Wall of Text. It's Betsy. Along with like all other sports that you guys talk about, and I kind of just zone out. You can also add whatever you guys were just talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have not. You, <laughs> okay. Like, First, you should have all seen the movie Liar Liar by now. No, really? Is that the Jim, is that the Jim Carrey? 
Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I'm pretty uh, sure I've seen it once, but I don't remember it. I've seen okay. clips from it. I don't okay. know the full thing. Well, Shay's younger, so so they're excused from this. But Betsy, uh, n- you need to go watch it. I just Probably. never, I never found Jim Carrey movies that funny. Oh. Other than like Dumb and oh. Dumber, and like there's like well, a handful okay. of them. Uh, like he, it did get to a point where his his like his stuff was uh, his like earlier stuff was his prime, like The Mask, The Ace Ventura's Liar Liar. Like that's mm. prime Jim Carrey. Ace and also, Ace, is annoying. Ace, oh. Ace is also problematic. <laughs> yeah, I, I know it is now, but at the time, it was okay. Also, when he was on In Living Color, which is way back in the day, before most of those movies, he was like the yeah. only white guy on a cast, on a show with predominantly black people on it, and he was incredible on that show. And he was like also like really old school. A few of the Wayans brothers were on there. Keegan-Michael Key was on there. Really good, and I believe J Lo was one of the dancers for the show briefly. So uh, it's not like I I don't dislike Jim. Like if you go from like Truman on Truman Show on, I he's fine. <laughs> but oh, but I, don't, I don't think he, I don't think, this. I don't that that like shtick that he did in most of his early movies. I didn't really care for. Uh, all right, we're we're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this. <laughs> he's been really inspir- inspiring though. If you look at his life. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt it. Like I said, I, I, him as a dramatic actor or an actor that does, he does comedy, but it's like that dark humor he kind of started doing in some of his movies. Those are better, I think, than that slapstick, crude-ish, over the top. (laughs) Oh, certainly certainly crude. Let me and Dave be unga bunga and just do drug (laughs) shit, okay? Please. (laughs) Let us do our caveman comedy, Okay. (laughs) But I respect everybody's opinion. I do. I get what you're saying. Uh, so so wait. Then have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's a great think? movie. Okay. I, at least like yeah. Like that yeah, was. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. What about the that, Grinch? Like that was. Actually, I really like the Grinch, but I, okay. I think right. we're like his that type of like almost almost like elastic type of humor that he has fits <laughs> in that niche of that yeah. type of character very well. I think that was like a cocaine humor. Cocaine. He comes off like he's on cocaine the entire time. So the Blackhawks party line humor. <laughs> uh, man, uh, I, I've never heard the phrase cocaine humor, but it makes perfect sense. Um, all right. Well, uh, I, I don't have any way to good segue into uh, the, the opening discussion this evening because it's just turning around and looking at the giant elephant in the room behind all of us. Uh, for those, I, I assume most people that are listening to this podcast are aware of what was posted at the website on Friday, and that's uh, somebody at Vox Media decided to shut down the vast majority of the NHL websites at SB Nation. Uh, it was part of a big layoff by Vox Media's, I think it was like 7% of their staff got laid off on Friday. Um, our, our, like our, Direct supervisor for all the NHL websites, Steph Driver, uh, is, is, was laid off, and that was her full-time job. This is a side gig for all of us, but still a pretty cool side gig. Um, the only thing we really know at this point is that uh, we've been told our contracts will extend through the end of February, and then we are – and then at that point, the, I believe the the verbiage was something like they're not going to manage or monetize the site, which is a fancy way of saying they're no longer going to pay us to do the work we've been doing for the past however many years we've all been doing this. So the odds of the site continuing in its present state beyond the end of next month are pretty slim at this point. 
Um, I, I have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. All what, The only thing we can do really in the short and long term, or I guess only the short term, because there is no long term anymore. Uh, the only thing we can do in the short term is churn out our podcasts and previews and reviews or game recaps and all that stuff uh, as long as we can. And then we'll uh, we'll see what happens then. But in the short term, uh, like there's still a lot of. Uh, frustration and anger and rage and disappointment and a whole lot about other stuff. And I've had my piece in a few articles already, so I'm just going to swing it over to Shay and then uh, Betsy and Mill, and just we'll see where the conversation goes. So uh, Shay, go, uh, go right ahead. Yeah. So we talked before this about tone. <clears throat> so I'm going to just keep mine brief. I, I, I wrote a lot about what, how my feelings in uh, are in my, preview for tonight's game against the crack uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, it's been an honor. Uh, this is a community that I felt more uh, invited into and um, accepted in than a lot of the other professional uh, settings I've been in. Um, y'all rock. Um, I haven't been a Blackhawks fan since the beginning of the 2021 22 season uh because of obvious reasons um and i think a lot of people jump ship at the same time um i am uh, and will continue to be and will forever be uh, a fan of the of second city hockey instead um i do i have loved doing this uh for a long time my dream job was hockey writer and if this is the closest i ever come to doing it professionally i am perfectly fine with that um it's a it's a tough time to be in journalism. I'll say that it <laughs> yeah, is absolutely. The, the fact that the the second biggest paper in the country uh, had layoffs today is oh yeah not exciting news. That um, would be the the Washington Post you're talking about, right? Yes, that's yeah, the Washington okay. Post who also laid off about I think a, a last number I heard was a hundred people. Yeah, that's a again when 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 one of the two major papers in this country is just like yeah we we have to do layoffs too. It's mm, I'm scared. <laughs> um, I know what it's like now to be impacted by it. Um, yeah, I thought I, I remember seeing a tweet from somebody that uh, you're you don't really have a career or like your first big step in having a career in journalism is getting laid off. And yeah. like I always I, I, I always like dangle on the line between because like I always advocate that we're in this role, we're more fans than journalists because we're not like in the locker room talking to players, coaches or what have you. But it's still like a writing based job. And it's 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 a media job, essentially. Like it's it's a yes. different kind of media than than it existed in the past um, because it's more of a pretty much entirely from an armchair perspective. But um, more than that, just like the word community that you said, Jay, I think that's the biggest bummer of like the, there's there's a lot of aspects, communal aspects of this job that are going to probably be going away. And that really sucks. Like first off, like the four of us being able to do this, like we've been about a year and a half now in this formation and it's been more and more fun as we've done it every week. And I can't promise it's going to continue beyond next month. And that really sucks. Uh, and then also just, you know, like whenever I, I did it today at my, uh, my, my, day job like i was just didn't have too much going on so i was just fucking around in the comment section at work talking to people i've been talking to about the blackhawks and other things for years now and that might be going away too and that's that's the part of this that uh everywhere you go work-wise 
the job is the job, whatever. Some people can like it. Some people hate their job, whatever. But usually as long as you have some cool people around you, that makes it a lot more fun. And that's seems like that's not going to happen anymore. And that just sucks. Um, yeah. I would say, I would say we could take it to Twitter, but I don't know how much longer that platform will be around either. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, maybe find us all on Mastodon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's this, I'm going to miss second three hockey. Uh, Betsy, what about you? Uh, well, it's kind of, it's really sad because, um, Second City has always been such a big community. Um, I know like there used to be different groups of regulars, uh, years ago and it's kind of like a shifting community, but Mm -hmm. that's the best part to me. And the writers, even though they've shifted and we're here now, um, have always done a good job of making sure that community stuck around or shifted to the new one with good perspectives and stuff like that. It's just gone on for so long. So, and I know all the other blogs have similar like ebbs and flows and everything like that. And it's, it's just really sad to, um, for that kind of stuff to come to an end if it's coming to an end. And as somebody who was a commenter well before I was on the staff, that's the part that's going to be like the hardest. Um, so it's just, it's a disappointing thing. I mean, corporate, <laughs> corporate America, <laughs> why does it have to, why does it have to suck so much? Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know you have a job in that world. Uh, yeah. Like this is I, this and the other side gig I have are really the only, like the closest forays I have into that world. And it is a world completely foreign to me. And like, and this experience has only made me hate it even more than I did beforehand. Like the email we got on Friday. Well, I guess it only came to me. I, I don't know if the rest of you have gotten the email yet. Uh, I think that's coming down the road, but I got an email from somebody Friday morning, essentially laying me off from a job. And I've never met this person in my life and didn't even know they existed. And that is such a bizarre concept to me that someone I've never even heard of has the authority to just, you know, send an email and tell me I'm not working or getting paid anymore. But that's corporate America. Like, that's how this shit works these days, it seems. It's such, see, it's weird because um, I've gone through four different layoff periods because of murders at my regular job and um, really big companies, and they've never been that cold. Like, it's, it's never been just an email. It's always a mysterious meeting pops up on your, ske- your schedule yeah. with usually your manager and HR and stuff like that. So the way that like Google handled their layoffs recently and the way Vox handled and my, like some of these companies are just being extra like cutthroaty a little bit. Yeah, um, it's just shitty. It's, it's just like, it's just like an absence of humanity is, is yeah, my thing. And it dry, it's, it's, it's frustrating as hell that, that it is allowed to persist. And it almost feels like it's become the norm from other people I've talked to in the, in these worlds. Yeah, exactly. It's, that's the reason if, if corporate America keeps going that way, that's going <laughs> to, that's just going to suck for everybody. But it was funny because on Twitter, there were some people that were obviously in the like journalists that are meant to spin these types of things positively. And they were talking, oh, yeah. that are you talking about that CNN tweet. The Axios one that was like, while this is this cutthroat process is happening, this is how you're supposed to do it. What? This is, yeah. There was one that was like the CEO is so kind because yeah, that, yeah that's what I I'm mean, talking about. It was it was like okay, <laughs> shut up, 
please. It's like what? Like that, that that makes it like there was I've, there was some CNN reporter that was like uh, like coming in on the side of the CEO after they're laid people off. And like even like that person, like what the fuck has happened in your life that you can see a layoff, a mass layoff happening at a ma- major company. And your thought is to defend the one CEO who's probably got millions if not billions of dollars instead of all the people on the other side who are losing their jobs that may not even make five digits let alone eight so i I just don't understand (laughs) how the fuck these people get to this point in their lives Uh, yeah so i mean you go through the like cycle of i'm angry to i'm just sad those are my little like it's like a little twirling spin of me. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, what what are the five stages of grief? Because uh, that that's kind of what it is. Like you're, it's it's grieving the loss of a, a and like I don't I keep I keep sometimes I feel like I have to qualify like it's only a side gig for us, but like it's a job. Like we got paid to do this, and and now we're not going to anymore, and, and not like. It wasn't our decision. I I don't think it wasn't like a specific email to any of us saying, hey, you did this poorly. So you're fired. It was just budget cuts uh, because Vox Media spent all their money buying all these other companies. They spent too much money. So now they got to fire people and cut staff to make their ends meet or whatever. I don't fucking know. I'm like super annoyed on my behalf, but I'm also like super annoyed about everybody else because think about like – like everybody puts their soul into these types of things that work for SBN Nation. Like all of mm-hmm. them, I've never met anybody who writes for any of the other blogs. That people who have come from it and gone on to do other things, they do nothing but talk about how this was such a integral part of becoming who they are as people. And it sucks that a company can't recognize that type of like one commitment because we don't get paid a lot, <laughs> and then yeah. um, talent and dedication, and it's. That's where you get annoyed. I'm annoyed on my behalf and I'm annoyed on behalf of like everybody else too. Yeah. Like there's the, the example I use for all of this is uh, uh, there was a, there's a college football podcast out there called the shutdown full cast um, that, and all of their, there's four regulars on that podcast and they were all SB nation employees and SB nation right as COVID hit decided they didn't know what to do with this particular thing. And I think they asked everybody including the podcast that podcast walked to metal arc media, which is the new uh, thing that Dan Levitard started down in Miami and signed that podcast to a deal. I believe that was worth seven digits. So if we're getting, uh, I don't want to put us on the same level as those people, but uh, I think it just says that maybe there's some really stupid people running things at SB nation or Vox that don't understand how sports and media are supposed to work. And, or, and it just, and that, and the casualties of that are, now all of the NHL websites and MLS websites, and maybe more is coming soon. Um, I don't know. But anyway, uh, let me swing it over to Mill because I'm running out of steam on this uh, rant I'm on. So, Mill, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all the points that have been made already, but I, I don't really want to look at the uh, that side of it. I just kind of want to put a spin on the experience. Um, because to me, this almost feels like an end cap of a very long road, even before I was with the site. Um Dave, you've brought up for many episodes on the podcast. You've brought up what Twitter used to be like back when it was really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I feel like that was more the community I was originally a part of. Uh, Second City being a big part of that. 
And, you know, me being at a lot of games and meeting season ticket holders and meeting random people. And there's a lot of crossover with hockey and music and, and things like that, wrestling, whatever, baseball even. And I feel like my biggest thing is that I made a lot of friends and uh, I had a great time doing this. Obviously, I it's kind of weird. i not surprised I ended up here. I'm the son of a sports writer who studied that myself. And I uh, also was around the Hawks a lot. So you know, go you figure, put, put it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was the guy buying the, uh, the real uh, fan sports program before every game. Yeah. Which obviously the site has roots with that as well. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was really great to be able to learn. I learned a lot from reading all three of you, um, and talking to you and meeting you obviously, but also from the commenters and everything like that, I try to learn the game. I try to learn how to be a better person, uh, how to watch hockey in different ways and, and how to put the numbers with the eye test and how to do things like that. So to me, uh, I, I think it, it sucks that it's coming to an end. Like a lot of good things do. Hopefully we can find a new way going, even if it's not us doing it, hopefully there'll be something in the future coming that's better. But I also look at the future of sports media and look at things that are going on like, all these different podcasts and shows that are not affiliated with big companies um, and that are getting the endorsements to pay for them. And I think that's kind of the future of this business. Yeah. Uh, I Well, I can tell you I've gotten multiple DMS from just random places. I've never heard of like, Hey, bring all your staff here and we'll uh, you can have our platform to, to do all your stuff. And I, I've responded to like uh, three of them. Like, so what do you pay your writers? And it's always like, Oh, we'll pay you like a percentage of profits or like based on ad revenue. And I'm like, like, no man, like that's not how this is supposed to work. Like if you're, if you're going to have people at your website, writing things and doing podcasts, fucking pay them actual money. And if you want to throw ad revenue things on top of it, cool. But, uh, like, and I'm not saying like, I'm going to win a Pulitzer with anything I'm writing, but like, you know, like there's, there's a, I feel like there's an amount of research and, uh, attention to detail with the team and things we look into when we're writing articles that goes beyond, uh, what the average person would do. So like, there should be, there should be, I feel like someone should find value in what everybody at SB nation does. Like we're not the only ones that do this. Um, but it just doesn't seem like that's as accepted or it doesn't seem like enough people put value in that anymore. And that feeling no, really sucks. And it sucks. Cause a lot of people who've never, you know, you know, until you go through so many, um, experiences getting edits back of your work, you know, that's a hard <laughs> road in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have an appreciation for the style guides of different different sites and what what have you. But I, I just think that the whole entire um, that world it's a bummer that that you know this is going on the way it is. But I say th- I think down the road, hopefully, you know, a lot of and I don't just say us four, but everybody from all the various sites. We could say that we walked so someone else can run, or many others involved here can run because I I would like to see it turn into something positive. Um, mm. But for me. You know, it's it's besides 88, 19, who are at this time are still with the team. It's like everybody's gone. They're they're <laughs> retired. And it's almost like yeah. if you go from, you know, I would say, oh, five, like post lockout through now, it's almost like an end cap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, got, it feels, I guess it, it kind of is. Yeah. 
Yeah. It feels very strange, you know. Here's here's the fun question. Which is gonna end first? Our website or Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane's careers in Chicago? <laughs> uh what day is the trade tra- uh, trade deadline? Uh, like March when 3rd. is the trade deadline? March third or fourth or something. That's the, the dumbest props. by the way, just the dumbest fucking part of this whole operation. Like they're closing all our websites on the last day of February. The first week of March is the trade deadline, which annually is the biggest traffic day of the year for that website when they could generate more page views and ad revenue than they ever could before. Yeah, and nobody's means- and nobody's gonna fucking be there to write well, about it. Well, probably means they only six people there. Already, oh yeah. Right? <laughs> Uh, well, hey, I'll just yeah. say this. I'm going to crack a beer. Here's to SCH, everybody who came way before me, but also to everybody here now. I know not all six of us currently on the side are here, but to, to you three, I'm very honored to have to get to know you and to make friends because I do appreciate all three of you very much. Well, I, I have a drink in the air as well, Mir. So, uh, Mir? Mill? So, uh, Mir. Mir? Hey, hey, How many Mir. drinks did you Mir. have, Dave? Uh, <laughs> we're, 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 call, we're calling you Mir for the rest of the time. Yes, okay. Yeah, but anyway, cheers, Mir. That's what that. I was trying to say. Um, cheers. So what I want to – I want to end, wrap up this part of the discussion because we are going to talk about some Blackhawks in a little bit here. Um, but I, I think the main the, – the big thing I want to end on is just the thought like, like – I've been around. I think I signed up for this site as a commenter in like July of 2009 because I had a buddy in college turn me on to second city hockey and being uh, active in the comments then and reading the site and all that, then it thoroughly enhanced how much I enjoyed the Hawks run in the early, uh, late, late aughts and early teens. Um, so I hope that something that we did over the last, however many years we've all been here, I hope that somehow enhanced your enjoyment of watching the Blackhawks, even if you barely got any enjoyment out of the team because they have largely sucked since I have been writing for this site. So maybe that's the good news. Maybe that if, uh, if I don't, if I leave this website for good, uh, the Hawks will start being good again. Um, but I, I just hope that we were able to like the whole idea I had when I, I got on staff was hopefully like I can Tur- I can return the favor that I was done by basically when it was Fels McClure and Killian running the site back the in the early 2010s uh, made my enjoyment of Blackhawks hockey so much more. Uh, hopefully that happened for somebody that read our website or listened to the podcast or whatever. Um, so hopefully that happened. The other thing I want to say uh, is ever since this news came out, we've gotten tweets and messages and emails and texts and just – there's been so many people who have said so many kind things about us and our site while we've been here. And I cannot thank any of you enough. It has been, it, it's been, I'm not the best at taking compliments or just any nice words at all. So I, I struggle with the exact words for it other than to just say, thank you. Thank you a million times. Thank you. Um, because it was, it really helped on a day on Friday when uh, it, it wasn't a good day. Let's just call it that zero out of 10. Would not recommend. Don't don't hope uh, hope that doesn't happen again. Uh, but uh, all the kind words, and especially also from the people who visit SecondCityHockey.com and are always in the comments, um, like uh, Devil Dog and Anonymous and uh, Rays of the Rafters. Feel throw some names out at me, people. Shout out my I'm, boy B Mac, B Mac, Dirty Mitts. Uh, throw something in Hawks 1988, Hawks Rule, War Drums. Uh, there's a there's a lot of missing. I, I still Jim L23. Who was Jim L23, but is still Jim L23. Uh, I don't like, know. Dead stick. Drop the puck. That's, 
Yes. Uh, L underscore B underscore R. <laughs> well, she's here. That's actually my that's actually I mean, my burner account. Even CCM, man. Yes, CCM. <laughs> um, and like, and I know there's a ton of people that uh, HJW twelve nineteen, who I always think is a two one nine area code. Oh, Sparky the Barbarian, who I know is from the region because he's mentioned. They've mentioned it before. Um, trying to think if there's any there's there's a lot of others we've missed. But if you've ever visited our website and joined in our comments, uh, really thank you because that was. That was a big part of the fun for me was writing My brother who showed me the site like 15 years or 12 years ago, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Friend of the show, Steve. 13 years ago. Oh, I was just about to be like, let me go through this like list of people because it's like absolutely dirty. Mitz came up recently. Um, He's been He or she has been great. I'm pretty sure it's a guy. Hockey Nut. um, Yes. Uh, uh, Hot hot Talk. uh, D-Ski. There's there's Uh, a bunch. PTA, The Brinket Hammer. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> those are my guys the brink yeah. haver who still has me blocked on twitter i, I believe the brink haver is now to brink loser so you have yeah to, yeah not no no longer sorry that's somebody in, somebody in ottawa is now the brink haver <laughs> unfortunately all right well uh I, i'm glad this ended with uh on a positive note because i like i didn't want it to be too doomy and gloomy because like there there's a lot of things that i i enjoyed and that i like, wanted to kind of celebrate along with being really annoyed by all the fucking people up high that told us we can't do this anymore so um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna take a time out call a quick uh quick regroup we're gonna have uh meet around the bench we're gonna have jeremy Colton bring out the chalkboard he's gonna hand it off to shay who's gonna drop a play and then we're gonna talk about something else on the other side of this timeout. Welcome back to Musings on Madison, and uh, I guess we could talk about the Blackhawks now while we still can, um, because, you know, that I guess that is what we're supposed to be doing here. So uh, the Blackhawks have done this really weird thing lately where they've won six of eight games, uh, which is just just bizarre for them uh, that they're they I don't think they had six wins for the rest of the season or before that. I, I'm trying to think of how many wins they had before this little stretch. They had more than six wins. They're, they were Are like, you sure? oh, 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 sorry. But anyway, they go had ahead, 13 Betsy. wins total. Okay. So. so they were at it. Wow. Yeah. Good recall. Shay. Um, but <laughs> like the Hawks, they lost 21 of 23 and then they won six of eight. So if you put that all together, uh, it's, I believe eight 22 and one, cause I wrote this today at the site. And, uh, if you take that 822 and one record, the points percentage for that is something like 0.27, which is lower than their season mark. So yeah, they've won six of eight, but they've also still only won eight of the last 31. So I don't know. I, I haven't gotten too worked up about this. Shay, what about you? So again, when, when, and Gary Bettman came out and said today that, that, well, that no team is tanking, but the, we, the Blackhawks can prove that categorically. Fucking, he said that. Yeah, he did. He's um, such a fucking the, liar. The Blackhawks are very clearly tanking. Um, yes. And when you're trying to tank, winning six of eight with a team that is going to be dismantled at the trade deadline, in all likelihood. Uh, How much? Uh, <laughs> well, sorry. Finish your thought, Shay, and then I have a follow-up for that. There's, there's multiple players that are going to be traded. How um, much more can you dismantle a team that is this bad? They already suck. A, a, with, with the names that are out there, a lot. Um, uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and because this, uh, this team sucks. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. The, when when a team sucks as bad as the Blackhawks do, they're thirty second basically all of the possession stats still. Um, 
how are you right? Winning games is not a good thing, especially when you get yeah. passed up for last place in the NHL, which, and again, like it's not even last place in the NHL in a lottery system is not a great chance at Connor Bedard, but it's a better chance, a significantly better chance than second to last. The Blackhawks yeah. got to get back to losing because winning games this season is not in the game plan. That is not, that is not the strategy. That is not in the cards. Alex Stalock needs to go. A a 9.15 save percentage on this team? Well, he did go to concussion protocol, and I forget who it was, but he got hurt at the Blackhawks' own practice. So they are really committed to this tanking bit that they're running their own goals in practice. The Blackhawks understand (laughs) that he is too good in that. They understood the assignment. Kyle Davidson must have slipped somebody a couple hundred bills, said, hey, go take out Alex at practice today. Greg Roman did but yeah, just like get him to a team that is trying to contend that doesn't have a great goaltender. Get him to Seattle. Yeah. Well, and then... that's going to be interesting because I think we all thought, I think everybody thought that when the Hawks got, um, Mrazic. Yeah. When they got Mrazic, they like, maybe that's the guy they flip at the deadline. I don't think anybody's going to want Mrazic. I think somebody might actually take, like, if he comes back healthy, like, I could see some team taking a flyer on Staylock. It's not going to get you, like, a first or a second, but no. you know, mid late round okay. pick, that's fine. Yeah. And like Leonard brought back what a, a second and a third. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's Robin Leonard. Um, Alex Stalock is significantly above the league average for goaltending this season. And yeah. I'm not saying much, but that's still like, that's a good goaltender. And there's a few teams out there who are trying to contend again, Seattle, uh, who don't have any goaltending. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's true. Although it'd be interesting if they like acquire a guy and then throw him in as the number one. Uh, I don't know. What about you, Betsy? What have you seen out of this team for the last uh, little m- couple of weeks or so? Well, on the positive, they actually have improved their shot stats. Oh, um, hey, they're Stop like the parade, folks. I know they're like fourth to last or third to last <laughs> in everything instead of fourth dead to last. last. Yeah, it's, it's so terrible. Like, I mean. I mean, any minimal improvement is cool, but like, it's still like it's forty five percent instead mm. of forty two. It's uh, shot share and like forty two uh, expected goal share instead of forty. Um, it's not sustain. Whatever it is, it's not sustainable. <laughs> I think that 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 was that was the whole point of the thing that I wrote today was that. It, what they are doing, it, it really just feels like a market correction for everything that went wrong when they, again, lost 21 of 23. Like that's over an 82-game season. That's like barely eight wins. That's just – professional yeah. hockey teams cannot possibly be that bad for an 82-game sample. It's just not going to happen. No, and even how bad they were, they were getting bad luck too. Like a lot of – like, and Mrazek was especially being – like I th- he's like the second lowest goaltender in uh, expected goals, same uh, to have average. Yeah, he's he's having a rough go of it. Although yeah, he's, had, he's had a few. He had a few decent games in the last few weeks. You have to give him credit, but the overall picture is still not very good. Have, we don't have to give him that much. Credit. Okay, sorry. Um, Disregard. Either, either way, I don't think anybody should get like hung up on it. I think it's going to, like you said, it's going to market correct back to being horrible and. Anaheim isn't like they're the, I think Anaheim's really the only team that's going to contend for that last spot. I, I, I don't think the rest of them are going to, um, and they're not doing that much 
more poor, more poorly. Um, that's not a good sentence. They're not doing <laughs> that much worse. Um, yeah. And they'll have their own market correction up a little bit. They're going to go through those spurts. It'll probably be close. Well, yeah. But I like, still think, I, I don't think it, anybody should worry about the lottery system. Enjoy the wins where you can get them for now because there's not going to be a whole lot of yeah, joy like, otherwise. Columbus has Goudreau and Line, who are legitimate NHL stars. And and then uh, in that, like Jonas Corposalo is actually having a pretty decent season for them. I think he's just had some injury issues here and there. So between those three players, like they might, you know, if they pull off uh, a six and two stretch like the Hawks just did, uh, you know, they might jump up above Arizona or San Jose. Uh, so like I, I uh, as to your point, Betsy, like I, I'm not I feel like Columbus is going to uh they're going to win uh, just a handful of games over the second half of the season and slowly get up into the late twenties and get out of this bottom basement. Anaheim's a problem. Anaheim, like the Hawks are legitimately going to be hard pressed to get back under them in the standings. So I guess to Shay's point, there is, you know, it's a legitimate concern that they may not, may not end up in last place again. I will say that the game to God forbid circle on your calendars I think it's a Tuesday night, February 7th at the United Center. It's coming up very soon. It's the Hawks and the Ducks. That might be the counter Bedard sweepstakes game. So the, uh, and the, uh, Arizona Edmonton game where, where each different, each different fan base cheered when the other team scored. Yes. <laughs> Cause that was the counter Bedard sweepstakes or counter McDavid sweepstakes game, right? Yep. Yeah. So that, so, so that should be, that should be an interesting game to go to. Might have to sneak into the building that night somehow. Uh, Mill, what about you? Any uh, thoughts on the Hawks latest, whatever the hell we're calling this? I'll start with a quote. What kind oh, of Mickey do. Mouse organization <laughs> names their team, the Ducks, Bugs Bunny, 1996. Um, <laughs> honestly, you. I mean, look, they stink. <laughs> Which team, the Hawks or the Ducks? The, the Hawks. I could smell them from my house. Um, <laughs> But they're supposed to stink, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's not it's not fun to watch. And when they so so what Betsy said, it's like, yeah, when they get the wins, just like enjoy it because it's not gonna make that much of a difference. So they're not gonna rip off eight out of ten. Yeah. I mean, like like Jackson Stauber just won his first NHL start. Like that's kind of cool for for Right. Him. And I they don't... just don't they don't have the personnel though, you know, to go streaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like I don't, I don't think there's any uh, anyone has any delusions of grandeur like Stalver in the long term. Like it's probably Camesso and Soderblom is the long term options here. But you know, good good for Stalver. He's got a good story. He had his family in the crowd. Cool. And then like it's hard tonight, to tell with the goalies. <laughs> yeah, and then like tonight, uh, Luke Phillip is going to make his NHL debut. He's from. I think it's Canmore in Alberta, which is uh, on the western border of Alberta. So it's kind of near Vancouver, but he's going to make his NHL debut tonight. And then I assume he'll play Thursday night when the Hawks are in Calgary and he's from just outside of Calgary. So, like, that's kind of a neat story, I guess. Like, that's that. those are all the things we have to cling to this season. Just little things, little, like, nice stories on the side because God knows the overall picture isn't going to be fun. Right. Yeah, it's rough right now, but I mean – uh, unfortunately, we're not going to get to finish the season, so <laughs> just got to hope for the best, and uh, maybe I'll be rattling in my journalism grave. Yeah. If they don't get the number one pick, we'll see. Yeah. I, the Well, the trade deadline is going to be interesting because we'll see what happens to Taves and Kane ultimately, uh, if anything happens. And then, yeah, the, the Bedard stuff and the, the number one pick in the 
and I think that's usually in May, is it, when they do the draft lottery? It's usually some point during the playoffs. I can't remember. Like, the, like trying to find a date on the NHL calendar the last few years is difficult because of the COVID years. Everything got all distorted, so I don't know when the fuck anything's supposed to happen anymore. It, yeah, it, no, it is, because they're like, hey, fans of these 10 teams who totally stink, here's a reason to watch right now. <laughs> exactly. They brought tried I mean, out... Mate, seriously, because... They tried out uh, Bill right? Daly and a bunch of oversized cards for the for the draft oh, lottery geez. reveal, which I feel like so this year funny. that might be the highest one of the highest rated things they do all season. It'll be the draft lottery because you basically should bring state. out a giant check like it's a PGA tour and write the kid's name on it. <laughs> they really ought to just make an hour long show out of it, just like the NHL draft lottery 2023, and then have the drawing at the very end of it. I'm sure people would watch, but especially in Canada, whatever. Uh, well, any other uh, Blackhawks thoughts to get into? We actually we are recording this uh, soon before they face off against the Canucks, so they got the Canucks tonight. The Flames, new coach, no, yeah. If you thought the Blackhawks have had uh, been a bit of a trash fire, oh, holy the, shit! The, uh, the way they handled that Bruce Boudreaux situation, horror. That is God, that is horrible. one of that's one of the worst things I've ever seen a professional sports team like the the one of the worst like PR well. It's weird to say coming from a Blackhawks fan perspective, but like just a complete mishandling of a situation that could have been so easily handled better. Like just don't like either fire Boudreaux two days before or don't or like do a better job of not telling anyone that Rick Tockett's going to be your coach. How in the fuck oh, do you let him go? And especially a guy like Boost Boudreaux, who everybody seems to universally like, even if he may not be the greatest coach. Also, for a coach that has a even worse <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tockett's never won anything. I thought and he was Boudreaux kind of is a good coach. He's a he's a very good he's like one of the best regular season coaches. Yeah, and I he, think like, Tockett uh, just needed to get the fuck away from what's his name. Oh, Bizanette. Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Gretzky's Liam McHugh. Fine. He's just boring. <laughs> Bisonette's like a prick, though. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like, and actually, I, I didn't mind talking on TV. Like, I didn't know if he really said anything interesting, but it was he at least had like some elements of a personality to him, which is often absent. Like and then he knows the game enough, right? Yeah. I like to just talk about it, not to yeah. coach. I don't know. Yeah, his his track record as a coach isn't great, and keep him away from the tracks and uh, the. <laughs> But I, other than that, like, <laughs> what what coach would you send to the Canucks right now that would actually have a positive effect? That thing is so bad right now. It's so. Apparently, bad. they were talking to Mike Babcock before they hired Rick Tockett. Oh, oh. shit, man, that's <laughs> brutal. Well, the, the problem with Mike Babcock is he like I hate to say it, but he has had years when he was a really good coach. He's just an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. we all agree with that. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like one of those conundrums where it's like, yeah, you want a good coach, but do you want to hire that fucking guy? <laughs> did you did you speaking of asshole coaches that are like old school but good? Did you guys hear that like uh, Daryl Sutter uh, Sutter um, quote about one of their top prospects played a game and and somebody asked him about it and the he was like, give me the stat sheet. He pretty much didn't know who the player was and he was like twenty one. He's got a long way to go. And it's like there's <laughs> one of their he didn't even know his name. He was well, like, I don't job, know what his number is. His job is to coach oh, Canada. Look it up because it's just her. these type. I don't understand how any team wants to put good coaches. I get it, but like 
know at least some of the players' names that are like coming up in your system. Gerald said, "Was like I'm, I ain't coaching I feel a like fucking Vancouver wishes uh, a certain some of hiring right now." Say, are you referring to a certain mustachioed coach? A certain mustache, mustachioed coach referred to by a, a single letter? Yes. Yeah. Sure. There's yeah. a lot of teams that wish. Yeah, but do those fans want that? Yeah. For for reasons other than most fan bases wouldn't. I I well. Yeah, I, I I'm sure. I wonder if that would factor in. Would you team, want but... uh? What was the guy's name? Uh, the French name. Oh, G. Boucher. No. Uh, oh, Claude Julian. The guy who went to New York after the Canucks. Elaine Vigneault. Vigneault. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, nobody no, wants because he's coach. not a good coach. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, Fine. The, the single the single letter coach is arguably one of the best coaches in NHL history. Yeah. Correct. But did, correct. Did but from, I'm talking about from the preface of uh, the first thing a lot of Hawks fans, at least like from that era, are going to say is "fuck that guy." Yeah, it's it's like it's because of the the lingering rivalry between the two. But didn't Bettman decree that uh, Quinville has to go through him to get back into the NHL? I believe like, so. Was, yeah, does, and I don't. And, does he even want to be back? Does he doesn't oh, have to. He's got yeah, one. Yeah, but you know what? If they ever do bring him or Babcock back, they're gonna send it. They're gonna like spin it as a redemption. Yeah, I yeah, like, you know that's what's gonna happen. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Like like things like that happen all the time. Like if if and like if. I think with like either one of those guys, like if they ever like came like came before the media or whatever and answered questions and public like spoke to everything that happened and apologized for it, then maybe they would be allowed back in. But or like and like generally accepted. But I they neither one of them have done that, so it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I but think. also I don't think I'm not saying one's better or worse, but I don't think Q and Babcock have equal. Um, like reasons why they're not around. Yeah, it's not like equal I, rap sheets. Oh, I, I mean, neither one. Yeah, it, that's. I'm not that's saying a, it's better. I'm just saying yeah. it's kind of different How, circumstances. Yeah, I. This is a. This is this is gonna be a difficult question to untangle. How much of it was actually Joel Quenville's fault, though? Oh, because I blame man. I blame the executives above I, him. I think the thing so that, much to, more to tell Shay is I. We don't know, right? Yeah, yeah, that there, there. I think to your point, Mill. I think there is an element of we don't know. Like with Babcock, we know what the fuck that guy is. Yeah, yeah. and with Quinville, like it is a gray area. Like there's, I there certainly feels like there is at least some level of culpability with him for sure, based off some of the things that were in the lawsuit back in the day. But back in the day, it was a fucking year ago, or maybe two years. <laughs> but, but, but like we're in like a trauma. I think, yeah. I think though, with the players, like, and I'm not saying this makes it okay. But I think like a lot of players have been vocal about like him being like they like playing for him. Yeah, it's, just, it's a yeah. lot different. Than I think I think I think for him, like he just he would have to come forward and like publicly like acknowledge apologize. acknowledge his fault and publicly apologize and then maybe he'd get back into it. Anybody um, yeah, yeah. in that room? Yeah, and, and that that That's one that room. one meeting when they found yeah. out about it. Yeah, that's. There's, well, you hey, got, you got a little bit of culpability to be a fly on the wall in that oh, fucking meeting. Yeah, I'd, you know what? I'd I'd rather not because I don't I don't know if I want to know because I it, do because I, then you don't. I, lose I, I, I like I uh, yeah. you know I the, think it like the, the crazy thing is I four I, years. I I thought the first half of the segment was going to be the worst part of this. <laughs> <laughs> somehow like, we only got somehow a left, left, guys. We got a uh, we got a we have now. Somehow we worked our way back to the absolute like worst day to be a Hawks fan of the last 15 years. <laughs> and, and then and somehow it surpassed 
we somehow we had something sort of that those that horrible. But like I never thought can uh not Parker, uh Jason Cullimore coming back would be surpassed, but here we are. <laughs> Jason Cullum, that's where that's where we're at now. We're already back. All right, all right. Let's let's I'm just the... trying to make it lighthearted so no, I'm I, I know you are. on a high note because that you are. shit sucks. I just we all wa- know it. I'm just gonna turn and run away from whatever the hell is behind me <laughs> and move along to our food take because for about five more weeks, maybe we are still the best food themed hockey podcast on the internet. And Shay's got a food take for us to get to, so Shay, the floor is yours. Okay, I think I may have discussed this, but not with this group. <clears throat> okay. I'm a major fan of ice cream. As yeah. as you, but, everyone should be. Yes, but I don't understand wh- why, and this is me saying this is an eggnog person, I don't understand why you need to add more milk to it, and so therefore I am anti-milkshake. Uh, drinks are not desserts. Um, you shouldn't have that sugary of a drink. Uh, yes, I'm also anti-non-diet soda. Um, you mean pop? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I call it soda. I know. I, I know. I know. Sorry. Please. So, uh, so mainly you're just anti milkshakes. I'm anti milkshakes. I, I Why? understand that's an, uh, because just I, if you want ice cream, just have ice cream. But okay, I want well, ice cream through a straw. I have a caveat to this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what? You you can't get a frosty well, through a straw. Can it's I still make an better argument, than a milk. You can. Frosties do not come out. You have to wait for a frosty. Yeah, frost, melt a lot more. Yeah, frosties are spoons only. Yeah. So, unless you, you exactly. have to let it melt a lot, or I want the satisfaction of being able to. I want my ice cream through a straw right away. Well, why? And you're why supposed you to ice eat, cream through a straw. What you want? You're driving, or whatever. and if you're going to eat a frosty, you're supposed to eat it with your French fries. It's a condiment for French fries. Don't ever let anyone tell well, you differently. It's ice cream. I, I I enjoy shakes, but I just want to throw this out there. For my work that I do, um, Dairy Queen are one of our big clients. So we oftentimes support them and we'll all get something. And I can't always work and have be on the phone with clients or doing, you know, with without while eating ice cream. So it's nice to have a milkshake. It is. Th- yeah, there, there's a level of convenience associated with a milkshake that is not milkshake can be a one hand consumption item. Maybe ice, ice cream is not supposed too. to be convenient. Maybe that's maybe <laughs> that maybe that I'm on the exact opposite. I like milkshakes more than I like having to spoon ice cream and then somewhere I like like um, tones or somewhere in between. <laughs> like if ice cream's in a cone form and I can lick it. That's more convenient. But if I, I like have eggnog shakes a lot. If you have to, if you have to give me another utensil, I don't I don't want it <laughs> as much. I just you, what is a straw but another utensil? But I don't have to have it in my hand. It comes with the It's a hand a hands free utensil. It's the yeah. Bluetooth of utensils. Is, is a straw considered <laughs> a utensil? Bluetooth of utensils, that's funny. Um yeah, well, I, I just look it's, there, it's, it's just it's just ice cream but with the milk. Like, well, but it depends on what you put in it, though. Like, you could put different stuff in blending; it does change it. Okay, but milkshakes are still just ice cream flavors. There's no milkshake that's like, oh, this one's butter flavor, which would never be an ice cream. But this one's butter flavor. No, that doesn't happen. And you could make it, I guess. I, I just like so like, I I've never I don't think I've ever actually made a milkshake for myself, and like, 
I, I've never like considered like ice cream part of the ingredients, but like I have. It I is. just I like ice cream yeah. is part of the ingredients of a yeah, milkshake for sure. I just so I, I don't understand what why I, I'm just baffled by the anti milkshakeness. Like it's you just, can't dip French fries in your ice cream and nice in a shake. <laughs> and ice cream is is edible. Right, look, and, look, and solid. look. If we're gonna bring health into the shay, milk. <laughs> there I, may not be anything more worse for you than a milkshake. It's just a giant yes. cup of sugar. But that's not the point here. You're still eating it when you're. Yeah. It's not like it's. No, you're drinking it. <laughs> that's <laughs> the point of a milkshake is that you drink it. But ice cream is edible. If you know, got regular, if you got regular food. ice cream and like made it as you know, like just. <laughs> stirred it until it was soft and stuck a straw in it you could still do the same thing it's not the added milk that makes it i, I like I, I, I don't I, and a milkshake can be scooped anyway so it's like it's just the utensil difference really yeah you're i, I think you're just <laughs> i feel like you're just quibbling about like how it's served to you like whether you eat it with a fork or a spoon or a straw, a fork, like what's or the a spork. I, a I mean, fork. like just you. I mean, you could. It's solid enough. You could use a knife or a knife. You if you eat it with a knife, fine. It might you might want to use a butter knife. You're going to cut your tongue off, but I I would like it's still going to taste the same, isn't it? Does it taste differently through a straw? I believe it does. I believe milkshakes also taste different than ice cream because of the additional milk. That is added. Well, I can yeah. so I could t- I totally understand the point where if you don't like the taste because of the added milk, I don't understand the vessel at which it comes into. Your body. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you're not supposed to take your calories. I can tell, tell that to drink. beer. Milkshakes are a drink. I'm say that's I, the best okay, way to I'll drink say, your I'll calories. Tell that I'm, I'm in the middle of dry January. I'll tell that to beer. You're not supposed <laughs> to take like, calories. Look, honestly, like the biggest thing I'm hung up on is whether or not a milkshake is a drink. Because it I, is. It is a drink, but it can, but you, can, it's it's somewhere in between. Like you could totally scoop it if you wanted to. I, I don't do scoop. It's a liquid. Ice cream is. I feel like the consistency of not completely yeah, liquid. The They're, consistency of a milkshake and ice cream is mostly similar. So I don't yeah, if, feel like I said, like uh, the only way I eat ice cream in a bowl is if I, I always, first of all, I put it in the microwave for a second. Cause I want to melt it a little bit. And then I, I stir it until it's very whippy and then I eat it. <laughs> That's the I, don't scientific to, I don't know how to say very whippy. whippy. All <laughs> right, so hold whippy. up. I gotta ask then. What's the deal with the root beer float then? How do you feel about that? It's bad for you. Uh, you shouldn't drink delicious, your calories. So, okay. What if ba- you use, bad for you health wise? Absolutely but, delicious. But they have root beer that has zero calories. <laughs> but the ice cream, <laughs> the ice cream does not. Yeah. You no. weren't gonna have the ice cream anyway. Shay, right. Shay, have you ever had a a A and W root beer float like from an A and W? No, I've never, it I've is never been to an A&W. Okay, so okay. You're gonna, that, is, that is your mission for some point next time you're in the, the Midwest, because I don't think they're down south. I think A&W is strictly a Midwest chain. I'm going you to need to right seek now. one out. I mean, you might make sure you're like, go for a run before or after to offset the calories, because it's going to be a lot. <laughs> but you've got to try a Rupert float. It's phenomenal. Or just so make saying, one yourself. You're, so you're saying after I run the death after after I after I run Badwater, which is 135 miles through uh, Death Valley, that I should have an AW root beer float. Well, or or you could not and just have the root beer float. You can have the it can do diet root beer too. By the way, yeah. AW's diet tastes pretty much the same as the regular. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it's good. Yeah, if I had to run 135 miles for anything, I don't think. I mean, more power to you, Shay, if you're going to pull that off. But uh, it's a uh, it's like a perfect- six. 
perfect example between a drink and a food because the best way to eat that is with both a spoon and sipping. You have to have both. Well, because well, there's because there's liquid and solid elements just, to it. So. I just heavily fuck with root beer floats. Okay. Yeah. I just I heavily fuck with root beer in general. I think it's wildly yes. underrated as a drink. It is. I'm gonna, oh you know my what? God, I'm having a goddamn block? root beer tonight. Yeah, they. I just oh. just saw that. Too. We, oh, root beer's always like, weirdly given me head headaches. I don't know if I'm allergic to sarsaparilla. You're allergic to root. <laughs> Shay, I'll tell you, the only time I really care about ice cream in, like, solid form, if it's not super whipped, is if it's on a pie. Like, if it's mm. with pie. I'll get it with a cone, too, but I don't like it out of You're bowl. You're just anti-ice cream, then. I'm not anti-ice cream. I like ice cream. I just like it whipped. <laughs> <laughs> I like it smooth. <laughs> the smoother, the better. No, Isn't that I'll just get... saucer? I also really like gelato, which is faux ice cream. Ice cream with eggs. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I don't. I don't know if we actually accomplished anything, but I think that's the point of it as well. So, so very uh, excellent, but excellent topic, Shay. That that usually I feel like whenever we have these food takes, there we like somebody will say something, often me, and then everyone just agrees with it, and that doesn't seem to work out very well. So I'm glad that there was at least some level of a uh, disagreement there. It worked out very well for us. Um, but that's gonna. Yes. Thank you. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode and maybe hey, we got only, only got like four or five of these left i think so we'll have to think of some good ones on our way out the door uh but thank you again for listening uh and one more time thank you to everyone for all the kind words over the last uh, couple of days with all the uh, the news that came out about our site but um as far as we know we're still around for another month so we're gonna we're gonna do our thing for another month and uh try and have as much fun as we can and uh i, I i'm I'm sure we'll, our conversations will get less and less about the Blackhawks and more and more just about weird shit just because the Hawks aren't interesting and we're going away and it's not like they can fire us because they've already decided to. So whatever. We'll we'll do whatever we want. But uh, thanks to everyone for hanging out this evening. To uh, Shepard is on Twitter at Jehovah's Witness. Mill is at Mill182. Betsy's not on Twitter. She's at SecondCityHockey.com under the name LBR. <laughs> what was that? I, I, I heard a lot of static in my ear mill we, mill we can edit this out in the end or maybe we'll leave it all in who knows but i'm on twitter at team 57 uh and the main account is at 2nd city hockey and uh yeah hang around these parts and uh, we'll be back next week with what, whatever the hell it is we're gonna do we'll talk to you then Bye.